It's time to hear what's good, what's bad, and what's ugly at the multiplexes and at the art house. Warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in that area. You'll also hear about new and old films on Blu-ray and on DVD. Plus, you'll hear all the latest Hollywood gossip. I don't care! Okay, maybe not the latter, but it is time for film sociology with WFYI's film guru. Kaiser Shizzy! No, that's Matthew Sosi. It's such a fine line between stupid and, and clever, yes. Let's see how thin the line is. Here's your host, Matthew Sosi. Hello there, film lovers, and welcome to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msocey, that's M-S-O-C-E-Y, at WFYI.org, also on Facebook, also on Twitter, at Matthew Sosey. The show is available as a podcast, it's also available on iTunes, and we have a blog, which we'll update someday at filmsociology.tumblr.com. Maybe I should put my Oscar picks on this thing. So, anyway, the voice you just heard, Kobe Slagle. Yep. <laughs> no hello, hello. Just, yep. yep. Just kind of getting through. And uh, and we have a guest, or or as we say, oh, Roger, we're not alone. And it's a guest. He has his own his intro. brother Here in the galaxy, Nubian God. What's a Nubian? Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! <laughs> That's right. Where else can you hear Chasing Amy Incorporated with 1776? Why, with org's founder, Abdul Kim Shabazz. How are you, sir? And I, I'm excellent, and I just want to thank you on this Martin Luther King week of you doing your part to reach out to the African-American community, doing a much better job than the Oscars, apparently. Uh, so what's the bigger sham, the Oscars or the state of the state? Mm. Well, I have to sit to the well. The state of the state is only thirty minutes long. Oh, so you, but you get to pick what movies you get to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. We will be addressing the uh, apparently the white elephant in the room with the, the Academy Awards. <laughs> Abdul Shabim Shabazz is hanging out with me. How are you, sir? By the way, I think it's rather ironic that you asked me to show up on when like, we have the black topic. So, oh, like I I bring you in on other times. You know that. Yes, you do. You hey, mean... some of my favorite radio personalities. Hey, you brought me in on Scream, Blackula Scream, you know, the revival. Hey, that show is timeless, and you know it. <laughs> By the way, uh, for, for Isaac the, Hayes doing the score. He did not do Scream, Blackula Scream. He did do Shaft and Truck Turner. But anyway, we'll get to that. Same anyway, difference. Send all notes to Abdul <laughs> Kim Shabazz, care of IndiePolitics.org, and not to Matthew Sosi. I love my 70s black exploitation information. And by the way, in shopping news, because we're hitting right off the bat, I now, because I have to Shopping have a, news? Yes, I have on Blu-ray now, Black Caesar. Wow. So Fred Williamson can be clearer and more concise <sighs> than he already is. <laughs> yes, he can. <laughs> now, wasn't Black Caesar the prequel to Hell Up in Harlem? Correct. That's and right. because Black Caesar did so well. Because it's funny, at the end of that film, he is left for dead yep. in 1973 New York, which is and laying on the ground. That's not safe. And, uh, of course, because it made so much money. They brought him back. They brought him back. He recovered, and he kind of hopped back up and got in a cab and Yep, and you're going to be the first revenge. white man ever hung by a black man. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you know the ending of that. And it's, it's because I know uh, I, I just read in the AV Club of the Onion that they are going to rebroadcast the uh, the Godfather saga in chronological order. Because yes. I remember when that I happened. A, I have on HBO, ne- and I'm flipping the channels one day. I'm like, what's the Godfather doing on HBO? And then you Wait a second. I don't recall <laughs> that scene being there. Right. So and Because I remember on it was NBC in the early 80s, I yeah. think, when we were when we were Kobe's age. Um but uh, yeah, they showed it in chronological order, and I remember saying to Fred, "They should, they should do that with Black Caesar. They could just snip out that last scene in Black <laughs> Caesar, and, and he's wandering around New York, and now he's back in a cab, extracting, ready to extract revenge." We do that with the Trump campaign as well. Wow! <laughs> and go have pizza with Sarah Palin. Still one of my all-time favorite John Stewart clips. I'm sorry, Sarah Palin is the Star Wars uh, Phantom the- Menace of the Republican primary. <laughs> Again, send all notes to Akeem. Well, wait, it's NPR. It's all right. Um, so, so we will, yeah, we will discuss the ballot in a little bit. But uh, it's January, folks. So now, I actually have to say, Abdul, uh, have you been looking at now that the nominations have come out and what there is or lack or what is not? Have you been watching some films that have been nominated because actually, they were nominated? I've been doing pretty well on films that were nominated before they were out before they were nominated. Okay, for example, The Big Short. Love the big short. Love, love the big short. Yep. Uh, Bridge of Spies. Yeah. 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 yeah I know you enjoy that. It's enjoy that. Tense negotiating. Yeah, because Matt always knows when it's a good show because I will call him immediately after I get out. <laughs> yes. Now, did you did you jump out of your chair like you did for Thank You for Smoking? Um, you really wanted to. I did for Trumbo. Yeah. Big shout out to Brian Cranston for getting the nomination yeah. for that. Although it's the martyr who fights for the love of Jesus, it is the rich man who wins with the cunning of Satan. <laughs> That's, have you incorporated that into your show oh, intro? Oh, big time. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That was already there. Okay. Uh, saw Trumbo, saw The Martian, did not get a chance to see Spotlight, even though I really, really It's still out there. Wanted so. to. Um, and The Reverend, I'm like, mm. it's It's a haul. I know. And, and, I, and, and I don't know if I'm ready to just dedicate that time commitment. I understand, but even I- Even though I, I hear the bear scene is amazing. And again, it's it's not a rape. Just, just let, let's just get through yeah. that, okay? And but, but I would really recommend. Yes, is it is it too long? It is, but I think it's worth seeing on a on a big screen. Okay. It really is. And we also saw Mad Max Fury Road. Well, that's just fun. Yeah. Movies we can love be the world. fun, right? Um, so anyway, so you have those movies. Most of those movies are still in theaters, but of course, it's also that time where the studios got to put something out there, and they did, and I saw it, which was Dirty Grandpa. Robert De Niro, Zach Efron. Yeah, do we have the audio, Kobe? We do. And now, did you already look at the trailer, Kobe? Because I yes, get, I did. Oh, you did. Okay, so I don't get the I don't get the fresh Kobe watches trailer time. reaction. Yeah. So, all right, here's some audio. Love. Ten, why you have to drive down to Florida? We just had the funeral. Your grandmother and I were there at this time every year. It just seems like we're cutting it a little close with the rehearsal brunch on Friday. <sighs> I'm just freaking out. I know. Can you take my car, sweetie? I need the SUV for the wine. Now let's get in that giant labia you drove up in and get out of here. Hey, we're heading to Daytona. So you guys want to tag along for a bit, maybe? Holy. We're not going to Daytona. Bam, are you kidding me right now? Grandma's funeral was yesterday. She told me on her deathbed, you get back out there again. Hey, Grandpa. Did he just call you Grandpa? What the? Want to be a lamb and get that for me? You ever go on spring break? No. Hey, you know, one in three of these girls has herpes, even if you can't see it. 
Daytona Beach. You're in Daytona Beach? We're just driving through. Jason! She's not right for you. If you marry her, you're going to be sleepwalking through the rest of your life. The way I see it, this is our last stand. Get up, mama. Party till you're pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going I want you to know how much I appreciate you doing this for me. Did you just get naked? That's the best way to sleep. Oh, my God. What's wrong with you? Yes, they walk in slow motion while uh, music by 20-somethings is playing. Now, real quickly, what year is this? This is 2016. Hmm, because as I sat there and kind of listened to the dialogue, the award, <laughs> Academy Award-winning dialogue between Zach Afromson and uh, Robert De Niro. Zach, whatever. Efron. Efron, whatever. <laughs> That's a law firm of Efron Sons. <laughs> it reminded me of another film of about 30 years ago. Hey, Jason, professor, these kids were in grade school at the time. Me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Yes, a little back to school. It's, it's fundamentally it's the same sort of kind of premise. I think older it, guy, younger place. Hey, let me get some bubbles in this hot tub. Hey, bubbles, get over here. Yeah, it's not. I wish it was that witty because I because <laughs> you know at least Mr. Dangerfield had some uh, had got to write some yeah. of his own jokes. Um, yeah, this this is a film that it, it reminds me of the spring break. You know. Ch- chasing girl movies of the seventies and eighties. Your post, post Porky's, uh, yeah, Spring Break and Permanent Vacation. And there's and, Biff, the the rich surfer dude yeah, who's gonna steal your girlfriend. Yeah. And these are, I mean, and yeah, not not Revenge of the Nerds, not not, not like a major studio, like New World Pictures. Yeah, <laughs> you know those those types of films. Eddie Deason would be in it if there was a thing. Oh look, it's another <laughs> Golden Globus production. <laughs> oh, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get be yeah, uh, it's it's uh, we'll get to that. I assure you. Be patient, Grasshopper. Um, yeah, this is a re- Kobe. Your wife's lovely voice was in my head, or even better, you imitating your lovely wife's voice in my head as as within the opening scene this is obnoxious uh-huh. it's a really really obnoxious film and and i think ever since for me i it was probably american pie then old school where i would probably find this a lot funnier if i was 30 years younger and 30 points less on your IQ? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> because I mean, every generation has their slob comedies. I get that. We, you know, Ours were Animal House. Police and, Academy. Yeah, Porgies. And Kobe, what was yours? Mm. Was it American Pie or Old School? Do you remember I the first know, like, obnoxious <laughs> comedy you liked as a, as, a young, as a young man? I don't know. I don't really like Old School. Um, okay. Don't like the American Pie movies. Any, um, but and, but oh, okay, so I mean, you, I you, love, you've well, now debunked my theory. But thank you. <laughs> no, I think your theory is correct. I'm yeah, just so long as there are teenage boys, there's going to be obnoxious humor. Yeah, yeah. It just happens. Would you, you have? Put, a two- would you would you put Anchorman into that? I think it's a little above that because it's not just about chasing girls and getting right. You know all that. I mean, there is lowbrow humor. I wouldn't call Step Brothers that. Wedding Crashers. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's a yeah. For me, it was more Frost versus Nixon. Yeah. That's a di- <laughs> fornicating. That's I don't think that's the type of fornication we're asking about. But that anyway. So, but it's just you just happen to have a two-time Oscar winner and a, a Zac Efron who, well, his last film I believe had it was the DJ movie We Are Your Friends, which I believe had the smallest opening for a film opening in two thousand five hundred screens, three thousand screens well, ever. You know, there's something wrong when the when the formal 
teenager heartthrobs are now in their late twenties, early thirties, and they're trying to you're going to pair them up with you know older established, right? Because I mean, if because if your golden logic is to get my older sister and my niece to the same movie. Is this not, ain't it. It's not for Bob. <laughs> no. Who, you know, fresh off of Joy, by the way, and The Intern, which is out on DVD and Blu-ray. So that's that's another one. I'm like, you know, I, I, I want one more home run out of De Niro. I think Silver Linings Playbook was a solid triple. I'd love to get one more Best Actor mm. nomination out of him. I just don't know if it's going to happen. And I probably, I'm sure he doesn't care either. You know, the, the check cleared. The, the check cleared. But, but yeah, this, there's a lot of obnoxious humor in this um, of various degrees of drugs. I sound like an old person. Here, come sit with me on the stoop. What? What is this? Yeah. Um, what kind of clap is this? The kids watching the movies? By the way, do you, oh, is that, does, does anybody want to see Robert De Niro do uh, karaoke? Does anybody want to see Robert De Niro do It Was a Good Day huh. for karaoke? No. Oh, so if there was that... No. But yeah, it, it is kind of like it's a little sad, that, and and Efron. And by the way, ladies, you get to see quite a bit of Zach. So at the very least, I guess there's that. And guys, Audrey Plaza. Yeah, that's the other. There's a subplot where she wants to have sex with the De Niro character because he he claims to be a professor uh, because they're on spring break, mm-hmm. and so she has a freshman. Was it a freshman a, a alumni and a, a a professor goal? There's a and there's a lot of plot points here that are just they happen just so they can, what, when without plot, any logic. But when or your connection. plot points look more like a Rorschach test, thank you. <laughs> you know, there's there's moment little tiny it, when I start when I start to get out of the film and start things like saying things like I don't remember this character you, taking pictures of themselves with their phone, or even when there's an obnoxious highway chase and it's cr- just you're just crossing the border and there's no state police. They're the Daytona police at the border of northern Florida. <laughs> you, little things like that. That's like that That kind of – when that when that starts to get into your – you're not Can having your fun. question. Have you ever what? had to like wear your own like Dr. Soci film jacket for yourself sometimes? Uh, some, well, no. This is icy films, <laughs> so you don't have to. And by the way, Julianne Huff is a bridezilla, not fun. No, don't need that. I guess Kaylee Cuoco wasn't available. But uh, yeah, so no, this this is this is. I'm sure if you're 30 years younger. And speaking of Efron, there's gonna be. I said one of the trailers that came with this film was Neighbors Two. Yeah, with a sorority. Another one. There's really? another no. one. Yeah. No no, so. no 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 yeah, so it's January, folks. Now let's 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 become slightly more optimistic because yeah. opening in theaters today because it got so it got a nomination, and uh, and honestly, I thought it had already opened in indie, but I guess I was wrong. But it's Anomalisa. It's the new film from Charlie Kaufman, who gave us Being John Malkovich, Connected in New York, and it's up for Best Animated Feature Film. And if ooh boy, if I were voting, it would probably get my vote. Um, I think it's. Yeah, I know everybody's leaning toward Inside Out. I think Inside Out is probably the third best film out of the five nominees. Uh, but this features the voices of Jennifer Jason Lee. What are you smirking at over there? You, my snark, is that it? Yeah. Kobe smirk cam over here. Oh, well, you know, it's... Anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm imagining you with some hipster response. Like, it's Inside Out was good, but it's flawed. It's too corporate and accessible for everybody and doesn't get into the intricacies. I really liked Anomalisa. Shut up. In fact, pull the trailer, you smart guy. Actually, uh, no, but you forgot to add, Colby. No, I just thought the denouement in this picture was totally, completely Oh, you say that about every other film I watch. <laughs> but it, it, it features the voices of David Thewish, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Tom Noonan. And it's, a, it's an intimate love story, but it's also done with marionettes and stop-motion animation. I don't like the looks of this. 
<laughs> well, then I'm going to watch you watch the trailer. Here we right, go. It's a puppet. What is it to be human? What is it to ache? What is it to be alive? Each person you speak to has had a day. Some of the days have been good, some bad. Each person you speak to has had a childhood. Each has a body. Each body has aches. Look for what is special about each individual. Focus on that. Remember, there is someone out there for everyone. I think you're extraordinary. Why? I don't know yet. It's just obvious to me that you are. Our time is limited, we forget that. Sorry, I grabbed your hand. It's okay. It's a reflex, but I don't like to fly. I said it's okay. And let go now, though. So, Kobe, um, does your lovely wife have any interest in this? I know you do. You do not. Apparently, um, I don't know. I don't know that she knows about it. You have to have, have to, to bring show that it to up. Her. Yeah, you have to show it to her, or else I'll send it to her directly. Here's I saw this conversation. Hey, Sonny, honey, I got something I want to show you. <laughs> it's hey, not- Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, 1930s. <laughs> hey there, kiddo. Um, well, at least it's not Lord and Lady stuff, but yeah, it is it is it is uh a- animation with uh puppetry. And uh it's it's the first 20 minutes or so, I think you're probably you're watching it going, "Why did they do it like this?" Yeah. But as the film goes on, you'll understand why. There's a there's a couple of very cool visual moments and also the fact that the David Thewis character who is an efficiency expert with customer service so there's only three voices in the film, the Thewis character, the Jennifer Jason Lee character, and then everybody else is voiced by Tom Noonan, classic that guy. He was the killer in Manhunter, yeah. the original uh, Red Dragon. Um, and, of course, it's the whole thing of it's just these two people in this world, and everybody else is just almost a trombone shorty teacher music <laughs> from the Peanuts. <laughs> See, so like that, huh? Trombone. Not, not bad. We did enjoy Trombone Shorty in the Peanuts movie. Yeah. Nice work there, sir. But uh, so – there is that, and then you'll see why they, they became animated. But it's also kind of a warts and all story. I mean, there's there's some scenes with the Theus character taking a shower, and there is a love story. There is a love scene that's it's it's almost m- kind of like no, Team it's, America. It's more tender than Team America. It's not <laughs> it's not played for laughs. Okay, it, it isn't. But I but I think some people will have they might wince at it a little bit. And Kobe, not a dirty movie. I, I I adore your wife, but we have to say stop. Don't use the word dirty when describing films. No, there's a really bad wood joke in there somewhere. I'm there just going to leave it alone. Well, because Kobe told me when she was watching uh, the trailer for The Revenant, yes. she said... It looks dirty. Not quite 
un, mm. uh, you know, unwashed, unkempt. But yeah, that because you can't. I I think the words dirty and movie should not be together. I think gritty is probably what that's, she meant. That's to pretty say. good. Yeah, that's like it, yeah. I feel like like it, it, it does. That's one of the issues I have with look. Like the film looks like it's just got a lot of grime on it. There you go. See, that's that's like I taught uh, my daughter and my partner H W to say. You watch grown-up movies with your dad because if you say to yeah, people watch, you're watching watch adult, adult movies, I get in trouble. <laughs> you know, social services come as a knock. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I really enjoyed this film. It made my top ten. Um, so the, the the intimacy of it and really nice vocal work by the three actors and the fact that it's Charlie Kaufman and he made it in stop motion animation and puppets. I so so it. when I go, it's I won't be looking at my watch. I will actually be captivated by the story. I think you, know you me. will. I think you will. Okay. And then you can come back and tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Kobe does every week. <laughs> Do we have certain beds screaming? Yep. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. There you go. All right, very good. Uh, Kobe, what is, uh, what is happening at your alma mater? Tonight, IMA Cinema. Um, you went to IMA Cinema? <laughs> no, he... IMA Cinema. I use IU Cinema. cinema. <laughs> wow. I've got the IMA pulled up here, and i got IU Cinema. Live radio, up. ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, Not really. at IU Cinema, 630... Um, the 2016 Iris Film Festival shorts program. Okay. Uh, followed at 9.30 by Hitchcock Truffaut. Oh, yes. The documentary about the conversations between those two. That would mm-hmm. be fun. Tomorrow, Saturday, January 23rd, 3 o'clock, Peggy Guggenheim, Art Addict. Okay. From last year. From the Guggenheim Museum. Yes. And also uh, Hitchcock Truffaut again at 7 o'clock. That wraps up IU Cinema. And then... Uh, at the IMA. At the IMA. Winter Nights... Rolls on tonight with Miracle. It was going to be shown outside, but uh, high winds have pushed the screening indoors because of the the actual screen. Yeah, that's you got to be safe, folks. So, and that's okay. I know last year because last year they did Fargo outside, and Mm -hmm. and uh, even though we did not attend, I heard it was well attended and well received. Oh, that's the IMA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's that? The IMAX. Oh. Because yes, uh, two thousand and one is or or was that or was that yesterday? Um, don't know. I did finally go see Star Wars on IMAX. Yeah, on the big at the w- State w- Museum w- made a difference. Mm. Or do you just like to get washed over by? Actually, here's what my impression was. I thought the movie was fine, but I've made a decision now. By the way, I would love to get your opinion. This is somebody who is a connoisseur, not only of going to different movies, but also all the ambiance, all the things that go along with going to the theater. Sure. Would I be a jerk? If I reserved the seats around me, <laughs> the next time I went to the IMAX, uh oh, <laughs> um, is, is well, there are some theaters I know. I don't know if there are any in Indianapolis, but I know there are some where there there is re- reserved seating. You might the wanna... IMAX is reserved seating. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, so I think now I now I have this image of you buying like nine tickets <laughs> just so you can have a moat around yes. you. And okay. that is what I was thinking about the next time I go to a movie with reserve seating. And here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Who sat next to you at Star Wars? It wasn't no. It wasn't like you had bad people or oh my god, dude, or get smelly out, people. You know, people get out of your mom's basement. It's or just dirty that, people. Yeah, it's just <laughs> gritty, <laughs> grimy. <laughs> is that it's just the IMAX seating was not made for you to be comfortable? No, I okay, I I see that. Yeah, I okay. mean, so I'm like, okay, I need at least a diamond. You know, you're the one who buys like two airplane chairs. Yes. So you could yeah. stretch out. And so would it be so wrong of me just to buy like, you no know, three in front, two on the side, 
do they? I, take, know, I would I say, do they take your money? Do yes, the checks, yes, yes, they did. Do the che- I would say the, 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 the debit card transaction went through. Then I guess you can do that. Okay. Now I wouldn't be like a total butt nod and like buy the whole row. <laughs> can we say that? We just did, I guess. Okay, fine. No, not the whole row. You're not gonna be a rock star. Yeah, no, that would be wrong. No, I would, and then I would sit right next to you. <laughs> I would not. I would not even do the gap between yeah, the two give, seats. Not give me the buffer zone. No, no buffer zone. Hey, knees are touching, dude. <laughs> I had a gentleman, a, a radio friend, actually this, and I remember, it's, it was JC. He would get, when we would go to movies together, because we, we ran, we run in similar sure. circles, as you know, but, but he would do, and I have to give him credit, he would get the big thing of popcorn, and he would put it between us, but we'd both be kind of securing it with our knees. <laughs> so I, I think it was more to secure the popcorn Corn. as opposed to not having knees touch. Yeah. But I'm like, I was like, I didn't know I was working out. I would have done squats before I gone to the movies. So anyway, that watch me kettlebell this diet coke. Um, I would like, you know what? I would like to see you do that, and then I would love to see a picture of you in your surroundings, literally. So that is what I'm going to do the next time. It is reserved seating for a very popular movie. You're gonna go and buy eight. I'm gonna seats. buy eight seats around me. Wait, so let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. You could get ten and be a real jerk. Well, I'll get actually I'd probably be twelve because if Mr. Shabazz wants to go with me, then I gotta have a seat between <laughs> us as well. Wow. But the, yeah. but, but is that so wrong? Um I I wish I had the money and clout to do that. <laughs> I kinda do. Now that you bring it see, you bring out the bad in me. No, but see, but, no, but, see, but you as a film critic, you could actually go to stuff privately certain, pri- privately yeah. and not have to worry about yeah, there you know, is the Watchmen. That. Remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> yeah. those, we might get we might not get to the ballot, but I'll tell the story. Oh, we're there, getting to there, the ballot. There was yeah, okay. There was I tried. Um we went to a press screening of Watchmen at uh, downtown at Circle Center. Like at ten o'clock, ten o'clock, o'clock in the morning. morning on a Monday. I do remember that. And uh, this, so there were the uh, the members of the IFJA, the Indiana Film Journalists Association, of which I am one. And uh, you, we got you in there. Now, it also was because it was Watchmen, the comic book store downtown. Uh, downtown Comics. Thank. Good. I'm, yeah. glad I, I'm glad I forgot that name. Uh, sorry, guys. But uh, but they let in a few of the. High rollers slash VIP. When I say high rollers, I don't mean they're dressed like Danny Ocean. No, you, they, you were. You were great. Yeah, you know, the high rollers but, in this case were the Dungeons and Dragons high rollers. They were all dressed like <laughs> Casey Affleck uh, and Scott Kahn. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, we go in, and there was one woman. I do remember there was one female. She was valuable. But uh, but there was probably about 40 of us mm-hmm. and the critics. And uh, Abdul is the only one with a jacket and tie because you were going to go straight back to work. I had to go back over to the state house <laughs> as soon as I got done. With Watchmen, because Watchmen get back till that afternoon. Can you please do the clean for air <laughs> recreation of your rant? Because then you started. Where do all these blanking people come from? <laughs> Don't any of these blanking people have a blanking job at this blanking ten o'clock in the morning? What are all these blanking people doing here in a blank blank movie theater? <laughs> I know why you guys are here. <laughs> you guys got a job. Most of the world's out there working, he, but these blankly blanks are sitting here <laughs> at a at a movie theater at ten o'clock in the morning. My blank and blank. <laughs> Abdul Shakim Shabazz has now turned into former Cubs manager Lee Elia. And that's what it turned yeah, into. That's what it was. That's what it was. And I don't think Mr. Sosi has ever just seen me just so. It was. I've, well, <laughs> I rate. I, no, I do love it. I, I've actually been there a couple of times when I, as I love to use the term, when Abdul has had his dander up. <laughs> there, there was that, and there was one of your least favorite uh, guests that you had on the phone. 
Yeah. The one who immediately called you Brother Abdul, and you stopped him with, I'm not your, your brother. brother. And it just went, went downhill. downhill from there, yeah. <laughs> I don't lose my temper very often. I'm a very mild-mannered, just more sarcastic, but that day that we went and that saw Watchmen, ladies and gentlemen, I was like, <laughs> what was... the blankety blank? Ain't this is about a mother blankety blank? <laughs> It was it was priceless. So like a Red Fox record is what it was. <laughs> which we can't play on the air. So it's just a lot of beeps. This is a broadcast. This is HD two. <laughs> it is broadcast. Okay. Anyway, so that's um, right. We got the HD radio. Never mind. Sorry, FCC. Have, have we had? Don't say sorry to the FCC. They'll check. <laughs> so uh, did uh, did two thousand one already happen, Cope? That was last night. It yes. was last night. Hope yep. you guys had fun. That's right, because I think Lou and and I believe Brian. I don't know if I don't know if Brian and his hot wife Monica went to that. <laughs> we will have to check on that. Hi, Beatrice. All right. Um, anything else? No, nobody's doing the drive-in in January. No, drive-ins are closed until uh, <laughs> March, I believe. But the historic Art Craft Theater in yes. Franklin has an American Tale tomorrow. Uh, actually, today and tomorrow. The original, Fievel uh, in New York. Yep. Like a whole new world. Same. Was it People Bryson? Yeah. Same singer. From yeah, in the credits, not in the not in the song, not in the, the movie yeah. itself. So, God, people, Bryson reference, <laughs> reference in twenty sixty. Wow. All right, you know, what, let's take a short break, and we'll talk about what's new on DVD and Blu Ray. Some old titles on DVD and Blu Ray, and then uh, Abdul's going to shake the ballots in anger. You're listening <laughs> to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD Two The Point and WFYI.org. anything about either one of them. I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? So do you have any new movies in? 
Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? They never rent quality flicks. They always pick the most intellectually devoid movie on the racks. Ooh, Navy Seals! It's like in order to join, they have to have an IQ less than their shoe size. Just go, just go open the video store. Yeah, open the video store. Blockbuster video. Wow, what a difference. Well, in case you didn't see it, here it is again. Welcome back to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD to the Point and WFYI.org. If you have a question or a comment, you can email me at msosi at WFYI.org, also on Facebook, also on Twitter at Matthew Sosi. Hanging out with Abdul Kim Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org, another chicanery he does around here, the <laughs> Hornbeck of Indianapolis. Uh, Kobe will be back in a little bit. He's, I think he's checking in with Bianca to see if she wants to see Anomalisa. So uh, we'll get back to him in a little bit. Well, I think she wants to see the movie about the, the wooden doll that's now a boy instead of a girl. It's a, I don't know if you've seen the previews yet. Clarence, I think, is the thing's name or something. Oh, The Boy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's a PG horror film. Yeah. No. Is, does your. Now. Probably. Does your, your lovely wife want to see those? Yeah, but luckily that? school started back at the University of Indianapolis. So, so she's busy. She's busy. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, you see those. Yeah, Dr. Sosi, film therapist here. Um, well, the big title coming out on DVD and Blu ray this week. Now, this happens usually every year that once the Academy Award nominations come out, if a film was released earlier in the year and they can't re release it in theaters, of course, it's a good time to put it out on DVD and Blu ray the week after the nominations came out. And it is the Academy Award nominated Straight Out of Compton, which is up for Best Screenplay. Okay, so, but now, I thought a bunch of people were complaining that no black films got any no black no black actors got nominated. So we yeah, um, but I and I, it should be clear that yeah, it did get a nomination for, for screenplay. Um, but I do understand the rant about the actors and 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 for that matter, filmmakers, technicians. Well, I think we're now getting into the Oscar ballots now. Um, but but here's the thing, though. Yes, sir. Does it really matter if you're a black technician or a white technician? If you're a good soundstage guy, you're a good soundstage guy. And I wonder, or, or do the black soundstage guys operate on a different rhythm pattern than the white soundstage guys? I, I, well, you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, no, and I also wonder if, yeah, because the, the, now there are now name actors who didn't get nominated, by the way, who are now boycotting this year's Oscars. But, I'm, but I, I wonder if they would, if, the, they're bringing up the actors. Of course, we want work for everybody. We want the best from everybody. Um, so I'm hoping that there are hopefully technicians and costume designers and sound designers and writers that also hopefully be up in arms or at least you know keep keep fighting the good fight. But but here's what I don't understand though. Okay, I don't recall anybody complaining when Denzel Washington and Halle Berry got their awards for what? Training Day and, and Monsters Ball. And Monsters Ball. Yeah, the same year. Same, same year. year. Yep. Oh my god, no one said we had too many black actors <laughs> getting stuff. Right. We, uh, we've exceeded our quota. Oh my lord. Well, yeah, oh, we don't want to bring the quota thing yeah, up. <laughs> but see, but, but that's why I think a lot of this is, you know, kind of disingenuous. I mean, I guess the question is what movie had black actors in it that people think should have gotten Okay, so, so here's Award. here's I, I went through and and and, and these are the kind of, not the usual suspect, but these are ones that are brought up. I for me, um, I truly think Idris Elba got robbed for best supporting actor for Beast of No Nation. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is a and 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 he's you know a lot of people thought he should have been nominated for Mandela the year before. Um, it's a solid solid performance by a guy who's done nothing but solid work. Uh, he's often the best thing in everything he's involved with. And uh, the fact that it, and Beast of No Nation is kind of I, I, I called it if you set, you know, uh, it's an if you set Charles Dickens in Africa. Yeah. I mean, he's kind of the Fagin character with 
automatic weapons. Um, because my first thing was, I, you know, the other, the other part of this is the actors who they bring up. Of course, Michael B. Jordan from Creed. Um, and I'm, I'm but, space. But, but I'm, but don't, with all due respect, I'm sorry. It's Rocky all well, over nah, again. We're, we're going to get to that. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that. And then, um, and, and the girl, the, the woman who plays the, the girl in Creed, whose name drifts me, I apologize. But also, uh, and somebody that, that, and this is a film that didn't get seen enough, but, uh, but Chirac was, ty- and I'm, and I'm sure Spike Lee is also, I'm sure there's a little bit of that, a little bit of those grapes in his in his argument there. But but Tayona Paris, who played Lysistrata, is really, really good in it. Is she best actress material? My first question is, when somebody doesn't get nominated, my question is, who, who do did? you replace? Right. So, okay. So, for Idris Elba, here, here are your, your supporting actor nominees right now. Christian Bale, The Big Short. Tom Hardy, The Revenant. Mark Ruffalo, Spotlight. Mark Rylance, Bridge of Spies, and Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Personally, I, I would have taken out Mark Rylance. I know you love Bridge of Spies, and he's very good in it. But I, I would have put Idris Elba there instead of uh, instead of Mark Rylance. I'd take it out Sylvester Stallone. But you know he's probably going to get it. He's probably going to get it because it's it's a career achievement, yeah. and he's actually quite good. And the fact that actually, he let, Rocky he, get an Academy Award, it did the original nineteen seventy six. But but I think also the fact that he let go of the reins. So okay, Michael B. Jordan. For, for Creed. And again, he's really, really good in this. He probably should have been nominated for Fruitvale Station. You know, his the thing that really uh, brought him to a, a whole new level. Brian Cranston in Trumbo. Matt Damon in The Martian. Leonardo DiCaprio, The Revenant. Michael Fassbender, Steve Jobs. Eddie Redmayne, The Danish Girl. As much as I thought The Martian was visually appealing, I don't see why Matt Damon got an Academy Award. It's probably, I think part of it is the lightheartedness of it. I know there was a lot of people complaining that the Martian got a Golden Globe for a comedy. I mean, it's not it's it's, it's a dramedy, I guess. I mean, why not just give but, him uh, give him one for what's his face um, when he played the movie? Oh man, it is, it is so escaping me right now. They which were, is great for radio. Yeah, they, they were they were back in my hometown of Springfield. Oh, the, the informant. The informant. But that was years <laughs> ago. We're not. We're talking about this year. Yeah, but no. But you see my point. Yeah. I mean, if he got it then, then he would. Yeah. But but he's he's nominated yeah. this year. I, I mean, it, it's a really nice performance. I don't know if it's top five. I mean, you could say Damon. You could say Eddie Redmayne. I like the Danish girl, but I didn't love it. But doesn't half of this also go to my friend? Like I said, and you as a film critic understand this much better than I do. Where does the line between the objective criteria for Academy Award winning film trans transition over into the subjective criteria. Sure, yeah, because, because there's a lot of yeah. there's a lot of campaigning. There's a lot of, uh, and I, I I don't mean um, throwing a bone. Yeah, I, yeah, because you know, high Al Pacino, high Denzel, high Paul Newman. Um, you know, lots of people who who will get, and probably Sly will probably get one. Probably possibly with DiCaprio. I don't think the Revenant's his best work, but he hasn't gotten he hasn't he hasn't got one yet. You see, yeah. um, you know, again, Tayona, I want to bring back Tayona Paris for uh, Chirac. You know, Kate, the, who do you replace? Kate Blanchett in Carol, Brie Larson in Room, Jennifer Lawrence in Joy. Charlotte Rampling in 45 Years, or Sasha Ronan in Brooklyn. Now, once again, wasn't it last year's Academy Awards? <clears throat> Excuse me, they had like 10 in each category? Well, no, 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 no. The, the, the best picture, is you can get up to 10 nominees. I don't know how the voting process. I mean, there there's MVP boy, voting that's huh. easier. So, And, of course, this year it's eight. I wouldn't be surprised if there is enough of a backlash I wouldn't be surprised within the next few years that they do the exact same thing 
in the acting categories, lead and support, mm-hmm. that you could have up to ten nominees. But see, but here's the thing, and this once again I don't understand. Right. If your if your issue is these people are going to be nominated, but they don't get anything, what was the point? <laughs> well, I always and, remember, and, and maybe that's just a political creature of I, my nature. It is, it is. You're 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 stinging at the hornet's yes. nest, poking at the hornet's yeah. nest. But I always remember Roger, either the late great Roger Ebert, who said, I think it was him. If it wasn't him, it was Gene Siskel. Either way, it was brilliant. If you get nominated, you're guaranteed a film, one okay. film. If you win, you're guaranteed three. So besides the besides the award aspect of it, I mean, it's also business. You're going to see a lot of movies that are because they got nominated, they're going to get bigger box office because they're seeing. And if they win, they'll get even bigger box office because people are going to want to see what all the hype is about. Yeah. Now, can you also say that same thing about you know sort of this you know black black no blacklash uh-huh. as, as I like to call it yeah, Hollywood blacklash? That's he, he's doing it with finger quotes, quotes, by the way. Is if you're Idris Elba or you know one of the other people that you mentioned, Will Smith and Concussion, well, which by well, the way. It's uh, there was a doc, one. There's a documentary about football concussions that's far better than the film itself. Will Smith is fine. He's done better, you know. Uh, Ali, Pursuit of Happiness, yeah. Even Seven Pounds. I thought uh, Will Smith did better in Six Degrees of Separation, even though he didn't kiss the guy. Yeah, because somebody told, told him, him not, not to. to. Anyway, no dude. <laughs> right. So yeah, but but you know, could you see a situation where you almost sort of have the reverse? Hey, Mr. Alba. You know, we thought you got snubbed by the Academy Award. We would love to have you in our next film production of XYZ. You want him as James Bond. Or, as do or, I. <laughs> you know, or Thor 3. <laughs> oh, you think, he's, you think Hemsworth's not going to... Well, no. Well, not, right. Yeah, but you, see, but you see my point. Yeah. Now, we're going to ask you because now all the buzz, all the talk, all the conversation has been about, you know, black actors not having enough work, et cetera, et cetera. Because I remember this when Eddie Murphy hosted the Academy Award. Yeah, he, and he said that, and he, well, he, he pre, I remember he presented, no, he actually, he presented yeah. Best Picture and he brought that up. Yeah. And then He was uh, like, we're not going to ride the back of the bus anymore. And, and then I think, for some, that might have caused him to not win for Showgirls. He was also up against a career achievement with Alan Arkin and yeah. uh, Little Miss Sunshine. And then he followed up and just kind of said, F you, I've got a huge check for Norbit. Yep. <laughs> you know, and he just got a Mark Twain prize, which which probably will be his Oscar, is the Mark Twain Award mm-hmm. for comedy. Yeah. Y- you hope that there are, there are more African-American writers, directors, producers making your own films, as well as a- actors of all colors being able to incorporate themselves and not be in a quote-unquote black film or right. play a black you character. See, because, see, because part of my problem with quote-unquote black films and black characters is there's no real universal appeal. It's like almost like you made it for this that's so niche of a group right. that nobody else can understand That's it. why on television you have an ensemble, especially if it's a crime investigation right. fil- story of some kind or a law firm, where you do get the United Colors of Benetton. Right. So, and, and hopefully that will... Happen more in films that you are playing a character regardless of color. Yeah, because I remember watching the movie on Netflix, Dear White People. Right. You enjoy that? It got to be a bit much after a while. But you you were with it first two thirds. First maybe? two thirds. Okay. So I was like, okay, all right, you proved your point. Now you need. I mean, this <laughs> you're is, hitting a dead horse. Yeah, this is okay. These are the kids of the folks from school days. These are their children in college. Oh, your faves. <laughs> They're also telling you you're not embracing your roots. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Which, by the way, i got to get to 4 for 9 to get them colored. Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, and by the way, we should also be mentioned, um, one of the other actors that was brought up, of course, was Benicio Del Toro, because it's not Jess. I mean, it was, it was a complete, as they've been saying, a complete whitewash at the, in the acting categories. Uh, he was up for Sicario. I don't think, it's, I don't think it was supporting actor material. But were there any black year. actors nominated for 
last year or the year before? I'd have to go look. Wasn't there one? It was one little girl. I can't remember what movie she was in. Oh, Kwanzaa Wallace for uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. She was great. Uh-huh. And I and I wish she. Well, she got nominated. I I can't remember who won that year, and I can't get to a computer right now. I'm hosting, but uh, but yeah. I and then of course because of that nomination, she got to play an Annie. Yeah. She got a lot of money for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I. I you know, by the way, you don't hear Jamie Foxx complaining. He saved somebody out of, uh, out of a burning, burning car, car recently, burning. so I think he's doing okay. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Well, and I can't remember the last. Horrible Bosses 2? Spider-Man? Spider-Man, no. Last... Actually, I think the, the last Academy Award-type film that. Oh, well, that was Ray. Ray. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got, and, there, and he's getting big checks. Yep. So, I, I get it. Um, I, for me, the and, and you know, I can't wait for your emails, but uh, for me, Idris Elba truly got robbed. Everybody else, it, it's maybe if there is a, a, a top ten, maybe, but... Um, you see, but once again, though, it, it's, yeah, my, I know. it's my Please. objective versus yes. subjective. Okay, we need to make the list bigger because the black films aren't good enough to make it in the top five. So we need mm-hmm. to make it now ten. I'm like, but... That's kind of defeat the purpose of your Academy Award, and that's what we—that's what we've been dealing with with, with Best Picture. Yeah. You know, to this day, I still okay. So, what would be your five of the of the uh, eight films nominated, Abdul? What would be your five? Big Short, Bridge of Spies, um, Spotlight, Reverend, if I had to, and Brooklyn. Okay, Spot. Let's see. For me, uh, Spotlight, Mad Max Fury Road, Room. Big Short, and Brooklyn. See, I couldn't get my arms around Mad Max Fury Road. No? Not his best picture, Academy Award. I mean, it was fun. For, like, the technical awards, yeah. But I And I still, th- well, I thought Skyfall should have been nominated for best picture a couple years back. Yeah. But, uh... I mean, when, the, when your most famous line in Mad Max Fury Road is, I want my property. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy with the big feet. Yeah. See, I still want, this is my wish, Ennio Morricone, who's up for best score for uh, The Hateful Eight. Yeah, the other one, Sam Jackson, Hateful Eight. It's good. It's not It's not award material. So, um, By the way, Mad Max Fury Road, that was a lot of trouble just to drive to the beach and turn around and come back. I know. It's a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I, st- De Niro I still want, <laughs> oh, no, different, different picture. Uh, I still want Ennio Morricone to... Conduct the uh, the orchestra performing the Academy Awards with the guy with the flaming guitar <laughs> with the with the flame floor guitar. I think that would be really yeah, cool. Like I said, from a from a high octane stunt film, I thought it was really good. The fact they were doing their stunts, you know, mm-hmm. as they were, not a whole lot of CG. Yep. I get that. That is a you know, any, any of the technical categories, sure, mm-hmm. not a problem. Best picture, not so much. Okay, fair enough. And, and by the way, also the acting in Straight Outta Compton, good, not great. Again, not it's so. That's just me. Actually, um, I would. Some of us would argue it wasn't all that great the first time around. Wow, I I, I still would like For to those see those of us who grew up in it. Well, and yes, you're. Of hey, that we street. were so poor we had to, we had, we had to clean our own pool. Nice, but I I think also. Um, Sorry about that. No, and by the way, we go back to straight out of conference out on DVD and Blu-ray. I would love to see a documentary about this because I know that there is a little bit of an angelic glow around Easy E's. Uh, persona in this and of course ice cube or uh yeah ice cube's son plays his dad which is which is very cool and uh it will it obviously open up a lot of eyes because it wasn't just about these rappers it was also about america at that time when they were coming out and what a remember when they were going to be they were the threat to our american core as we know it them and the simpsons yep 
Straight out of low cash. That's right. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that is out there. So go check it out. I enjoyed it, um, but I would love to see a more. Uh, and I understand because you have Ice Cube producing it. So <laughs> you know, there, there's there, a little bit. Of, I I would argue from. Like I said, being in my you know teenager, early twenties at the time when all that stuff started to pop up and show up, it, it's a little romance, romance, a little bit, a just little a little bit. bit. Yeah, like, the the creation of now we know where by Felicia comes from. Yeah, I and, have to remind somebody. No, that's not really how it fully happened. And like, and of course, some people have popped up and saying, "Well, this kind of happened to me." So, but but at the very least. If a film makes you go and do research, whether it's straight out of Compton or JFK or, or the Fahrenheit 9-11 or The Martian, right. And it makes you go and see if they got it right or they didn't get it right. And I think the film did its job. Yeah. Even so, though some of it is a little... Uh, so. Not so much. Yeah. So anyway, that is out there on DVD and Blu-ray this week. Uh, the Intern, you know, when Robert De Niro was good um, <laughs> and showed warmth. That's the other one. He's not allowed to be a warm character. That's and, the Anne Hathaway one. Yes, with him and Anne Kobe, we should rent that tonight. You will like that. I think you'll like it. And and Anna has ways. Well, I'll just rent the notebook and shoot yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got that right. We're using we're, that's in the yeah. that's in the lexicon. Um, the film Everest, but I don't need to see Everest because I saw the documentary Mayru, which is much better. I saw we saw Everest. Yeah, yeah. Your choice. It's her choice, wasn't it? Um, but we saw Everest at the IMAX. Oh yeah, look good because that was because that's how I wanted to see. That's it. a loud. That's a loud big movie. <laughs> it's a loud big movie and really really cold. Okay, so it's a reverent revenant. So yeah. bring a coat. Um, the documentary All Things Must Pass, which I am looking forward to. I got it's a the history of Tower Records, and uh, you know the one and only time I think that people that work in record stores were considered rock stars. So I like that and a film that made so little, little money with John. Uh, no, not not a high fidelity. Okay, <laughs> uh, and a film that made so little money, they pulled it out of Universal pulled it out of theaters. Gem and the Holograms, because they they didn't make it for the girls of the eighties and and the kids today. Apparently, the girls today didn't know who they were. Now it's like the old Josie and the Pussycats remake. Oh boy, that's yeah. uh, that's harsh. Actually, a friend of mine who lives here in Indianapolis, her mother was one of the voices of the Gem Girls in the cartoon. Really? As well as one of the Teen Angels in the old Captain Caveman cartoon. Oh, my gosh. we got to get around the show. That'd and be so, fun. Uh, I think they, they, their friend lives out in California. Uh-huh. But the next time she's here, I was like, hey, you got to get your mom on That'd be cool. film sociology. I would, thank you. I'd like to see a guest hunting with Abdul here. <laughs> uh, a couple other older titles. Uh, Criterion has two really fine films out. One is Gilda. That's the one with uh, Glenn Ford. And Rita Hayworth, which has the famous, very famous hair flip intro of Rita Hayworth, which has, of course, also been immortalized in the Shawshank Redemption. And uh, the Coen- goes out in the rain and puts her arms up like that. No, I, I'd rather see Rita do that than okay. Tim Robbins. But uh, the other Criterion title is the Coen Brothers film Inside Lewin Davis with Oscar Isaacs that pokes fun at the New York folk scene in the late 50s, early 60s. That. You, you I think s- I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. Um, again, it's and it's if the Cohen. It's it's kind of the Cohen brothers' uh, spin on the tortured artist, somebody yeah. who is really you know tech, talented, very talented, but very difficult to live with. So Oscar Isaac, don't we know it? Yeah, I know. Oscar <laughs> Isaac's Kate, uh, Katie Mulligan, uh, Justin Timberlake in it, John Giel, uh, John Gielgud, no, um, John Goodman, F. Murray Abraham's in it, and it's a it's a fun film. Uh, Kobe, do we have Chris Lloyd's uh, f- 
finest contribution to uh, to the show? We do. There's so many. Doing our uh, the annual show of uh, dead people we like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a pretty big one this we week. We don't right? have time for dead people we don't like. <laughs> yes. I'm a little late to the party on this one, and this is this is from when when Abdul and I were were young lads. But uh, August Scrim passed away on January 9th at the age of 89. I thought he was born <laughs> when he was born. He looked 89. But uh, well, that's like, is that the guy from the I Love the 1790s? No, he was he was <laughs> he is best known in cult movie world as the tall man from the Phantasm film series. Yep, yep. It's I only s- a dream. No. It's not. Yep. I the original Phantasm released in 1979. Saw it with my dad and my brother. I think I left the theater for a while to take a breather. I was nine. I never saw the movies in the movie theater, but I did rent a couple. Yeah, th- these were yeah these were blockbuster. Yeah, you rented yeah. these at the local video store. They were on cable all the time. They made what? How many of those? Like he, Twelve, something like that. He was in at least. Well, that's three not like Phantasm Pie. I was like, okay, that's it. I'm out of here. But but so then it made me go back. What what did he do before Phantasm? Not not a lot. But he was in films like Sweet Kill. These are films that your old callers would call us. <laughs> um, Scream, Bloody Murder from 1973. Jim, The World's Greatest, 1976. He was in a piece of the action in 1977. Yeah. Hmm. Um, then he did a little bit of TV and then Phantasm. And then, of course, kind of that's kind of where he yeah. stayed because he did films like Chopping Mall and Transylvania Twist, Munchie, Munchie Strikes Back, um, wow. Deadfall, Subspecies. I'm just waiting for a Tales from the Hood. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, there was a Phantasm 4. Okay. Bel Air, The Off Season, Satanic. From 2006, I sell the dead. From 2008, and no, actually, I think he was here not too long ago. He, at he was the, he, at one of the horror, kind of the comma horror, horror con, convention. Con, yeah. Got to say two syllables. Yeah. Don't want to do that with one. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was a staple at those. So yeah, thank you, August, for creeping us out when we were younger. That was, that was cool. It. Nicely done. Um, there's a couple movie, other movies I want a couple other DVD titles I wanted to bring up. One is, and this is courtesy of Film Movement, a foreign film called The Gambler, which I wouldn't be surprised if they make it. You know, they make this into a remake here in the United States, but it's a uh, it's a paramedic who gambles, who's got a gambling problem so bad that he winds up forming a betting pool based on the calls the ambulance company gets. Really? You know, will they or won't they? Will they live or won't they live? And he's gambling with that. So, pretty interesting film. But yeah. if he's the ambulance driver, the paramedic, and the bets are being set, <laughs> see, huh? huh? So, anyway, that's out there through film movement. Also, really cool documentary called "The Barefoot Artist," which is about a woman named uh, Lily Ye, who uh, creates community-based art projects all over the world. Uh, and so, if you get to see her early work. Or as you see, I mean, early in the film of her work and then about her family in China. And and the film goes on. We find out more about her family, the fact that her father divorced a woman to marry her mother. And she has to go back to China to meet with the fa- the first family <clears throat> and reconcile with that. So it's it's and also the, the artwork is beautiful. And she she does this in places like that range from South America to Uganda to North Philadelphia, so but not District Nine. Of course, we don't know if this. Right, between Uganda and North Philadelphia, there's not much difference. 
What you used to call uh, Abdul, Abdul Kim Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org. You, I think you referred to a neighborhood in Indiana. Little Mogadishu. There you go. So he said it, not me. And for you movie <laughs> movie nerd niche people out there, hi, Abdul. Um, I actually bought this for myself, and it came out on uh, video a couple of weeks ago. The documentary Electric Boogaloo, the wild untold story of Canon Films. We were talking wow. earlier about video stores. Yeah, they, they, they talk about the Golem, uh, Globus Golem. Films. Superman Four, the Sim- quest for yeah, uh, Masters of the Universe, and actually, Masters of the Universe has been on like El Rey. Oh, really? The last couple of days, and so it talks about these two Israeli producers that you know got into the Hollywood business, and they would sell movies that weren't created yet. They would sell it on a title. They would sell it on Charles Bronson's presence alone. They did make some art films like they did you know, the film Runaway Train with uh, John Voight and Eric Roberts got an Oscar nomination. They also did uh, Godard's King Lear. So they would occasionally do art films to try to class up the joint. But in order to uh, get that movie made, they would, you know, they would go to foreign markets and say, well, you, you know, we'll give you Death Wish 3, but you have to buy this art film as well. Just really slapdash, fast-moving businessmen. And so, by the way, when they were doing all this, did they hire the worst director and find the worst screenplay? Well, yeah, I know <laughs> Superman 4, I'm sure. Yeah, that, that almost as hard as Superman 3. Yeah. Well, at least Superman 3 was Warner Brothers. This one was them, that got and it got distributed through Warner, but boy, the budget is so obvious. Oh, it was bad. But yeah, Chuck Norris, of course, with uh, Invasion USA and the Mission Missing in Action series. Sly was there for a while. Bronson, of course, went into the tail end of his career with that. Uh, Lou Ferrigno is Hercules. I mean, there's a, there's an interview with Michael Dudikoff because of the American Ninja movies. And by the way, uh, in Master of the Universe was a very young Courtney Cox. Yes, straight after. I, I can't remember if she did this before or after. Family ties, but yeah, she was the girl in the Springsteen video yep. and Dancing in the Dark, and Frank Langella with lots yep. of makeup with and Skeletor. Skeletor. Um, but it's it's a fun trip down. Finally, it's Gray a... Skull is ours. No, Gray Skull is mine. <laughs> See, here's somebody who wanted to play. <laughs> you're you're angry. It's Red Skull, aren't you? <laughs> That's a different character. No screaming skull, actually. Nice, very good. But yeah, this is a fun trip down memory lane because I was I was a teenager as you as you were yeah. about, and we watched a so lot we watched of these. A lot of, we watched a, and Colby. And, we watched a lot of crap growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and and maybe you will, too. No, he's in his 20s. He's fine. Uh, but No, your crap is just on Netflix. <laughs> That's yeah, the had, only in difference. A, in our day, we had to get up and go to the multiplex and, and see go this get crap. It. Yeah. And yeah, we had to go to a store and get it. You can watch your crap anytime you want for eight ninety nine a month. <laughs> and then you go to a grocery store or a gas station. You got it easy. Get off our lawn. <laughs> It's like, I'm not Rappaport over here. <laughs> but the DVD also does come with 25-minute uh, deleted scenes and, and stories about some films being made and uh, 30 minutes of canon trailers. Wow. So, yeah, this is fun. And this is from uh, director Mark Hartley, who previously gave us the other fun documentaries, Not Quite Hollywood, which were about the Oz PlayStation films, the Australian uh, movies from the 70s, as well as Machete Machete, Maidens, uh, the films, the exploitation films made in the Philippines in the 70s and 80s. So this is a lot of fun. And at the very least, you're watching, it goes, saw that, yep. saw that, heard about that, <laughs> saw that, saw that. Thank God I didn't see that one. Yeah, right. So, yeah, that's out there. That's a lot of fun. So, Kobe, yep. have you seen anything re- recently? Nope. <laughs> Bianca's not saying where she wants to see next? 
no. We'll, we'll get around the show. And by the way, um, before we wrap things up, a uh, little programming note. We'll, we'll bring this up again next week. Film Sociology starting in February will be heard Saturday mornings at 10, Sunday afternoons at 2, and Monday mornings at 10 a.m. That'll be starting in January, or February, I should say. So we'll have to work on the tenths of the reviews. Like, we told you not to see it. (laughs) We told you. uh, We warned you, but nope, don't listen to us. Fine. You're like the wino in the horror movie. That's right. Told you. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, some words to live by. Silent breed is people. Zardoz has spoken. Abdul Hakeem Shabazz of IndiePolitics.org and other radio nonsense. Good, always good to have you here. You too, my friend. Always a pleasure. Go see a good movie. You deserve it. You're listening to Film Sociology, a film talk show here on WFYI HD2, the point, WFYI.org. We go. Good night, Fort Myers. Good night, California. <laughs>